Good afternoon. It's Thursday, February the 10th. My name is Cleo Flynn. You're welcome to English Time. We're on air in English here on Radio Suradeke every Thursday from 1 to 1.30 and you can listen back to the programme on any of your online platforms or through the link that I will post on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page. Today, bold, brave women and working abroad. But first, let's have some local news headlines. This week, a new photography exhibition, Bold, by Dutch photographer Caroline Sikink, has opened in the Adeke Department of Health, where the public can view the works until February the 24th and from March 1st to 15th in the Las Torres Sports Centre. The exhibition is mounted by the Walk for Life Foundation, sponsored by the Diario de Avisos Foundation, with the collaboration of Adeke Council and more during this programme. Canarian humorist Manolo Vieiras died at the age of 73 from Gran Canaria. He was well known and loved all over the islands for his wry humour. He had been ill for a while and his most recent tour called La Ultima y Nos Vamos or The Last One and Then We're Off was cut short by his fading health and he passed away last night. The Adeje Centre for Traditional Workshops, El Granero, has just announced a series of traditional workshops for the first half of the year, including making traditional costumes, traditional pottery, soap making, fretwork. Full details online. The E2O, which is the Adeje School for Second Opportunities, is running for the second year and working with young people between the ages of 16 and 29 who left their studies at an early age, who are unemployed, are on the verge of falling into social exclusion. Councillor Raquel Rodriguez Alonso explained that the aim of the programme is to help and motivate young people in Adeje. For more information and contact details, see townhall.adeje.es. The wearing of masks is now no longer obligatory on public transport in Spain, but will continue to be, do, to be so in health centres and pharmacies. The new regulations were published in the official Spanish bulletin this week and came into effect yesterday. And finally, Adeje Council's Department of Economic Activity have launched a campaign around February 14th, a day for love and friendship, promoting the local business network and encouraging people to buy locally. Councillor Raquel Rodriguez says the aim is to promote Adeje as a great place to shop. So let's have a little bit of mm, Valentine's Day music, I suppose. This is Love is in the Air from John Paul Young. Love is in the air Everywhere I look around Love is in the air Every sight and every sound And I don't know if I'm being foolish Don't know if I'm being wise But it's something that I must believe in and it's there when I look Now, I have around. the United Nations in the studio with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it feels like it. I have Kinchu from Hungary. I have Mary V, who is actually from La Peninsula. She's from yes. the Spanish Peninsula. I remember from... Zaragoza. From Zaragoza. And Jane from Dunleary. Good morning. I mean, <laughs> anybody who's Irish will know that Dunleary is a very nice part of Dublin. Um, but the three of you are all here. I suppose it's all Mary V's fault because you, yeah. you're working. You have the Tenerife Job Training Organization. And we speak to you maybe twice a year because yeah. you bring over... Well, you work with Erasmus students. You bring students over from other countries. So right. I'll talk to you for a quick second and just reintroduce right. what Tenerife Job Training does. Oh, we work in... Uh, hello, by the way. Claire. Hi. We work in educational tourism. 
And that's what I like to say always when people say, what do you do? I said, I am like a tour operator of the education. That's so, a really good way of describing yeah. it. It's a quick one. So anybody traveling with the purpose of learning and coming here, this is what we do. So, Okay. And through Erasmus, you bring students from many different parts of the world. Yes. N nowadays, we are more centralized in Europe. Okay. But we did before open frontiers. But now after, you know, this time we were starting back with Europe slowly. Okay. And yeah. Things rebuild. Yeah. Which, which brings us nicely to Kinchu. Have I said it correctly? Kinchu? Yes, it's okay. Okay. It's <laughs> now tell us about yourself because you, I've spoken before to Irish students who are here working carnival, mm -hmm. but you're slightly different. You're on a, a different kind of a, a young entrepreneur mm -hmm. training program. So explain why you have come here. I arrived alone through this uh, project, which called Erasmus for Young Entrepreneurs. I'm here since, I think this is the fourth week I'm here. Um, this program is for young entrepreneurs, as the name uh, says. <laughs> um, this is the opportunity for people who would like to start a business, but would like to see foreclose uh, how it's going, how it's going to be an entrepreneur, what kind of... Um, trouble you can be if you are so entrepreneur challenges? challenges yes about the challenges the tasks um how a company a small a smaller company works um and your idea is it's similar to Maribi's idea it's also about tourism it's also educational tourism it's organizing um tours for people with um also some cultural background Together okay, with a guide. Back in Hungary. This would be the idea yes. to set up something similar back in Hungary. Mm -hmm. And have you, you are in full-time education. Are you back in Hungary? And is this part of an Erasmus program? Are you studying in Hungary? No, I, I finished my studies. Mm -hmm. uh, this program, it's good because it's not only for students. It's for everybody who would like to start a business. Okay. You just have to, um, for the application, you have to have your business uh, idea, your business plan, and mm -hmm. you have to send it for an organization, for an intermediate organization who accept you for the program if you fulfill some criteria. Okay. And you, you're obviously happy with it. I can see you smiling. You're learning. Yes. Uh, I finished my learning, but I'm learning here. You're learning uh, here. Okay. Yeah. Now, Jane walked in and I immediately know that she was a fellow Dublin woman. You can just tell there's that magical link between us. But Jane, you're over here with seven students and um, this is the third time you have students And what's very interesting is Jane works in a further education program in Sally Nagan College and only recently Erasmus programming was able to be used by further education students. Am I right? That's correct. Yes. So um, we put in an application for an Erasmus in 2018. And we were granted the um, Erasmus grant for the students uh, to travel out in 2019. Okay. So we partnered up with uh, Mary V from TJT. Um, we were given a list of uh, partners that you can partner oh, with. Oh, okay. So you get a list of potential yeah, partners. on the Erasmus program. And as our students are tourist students, we decided we wanted to go somewhere warm and somewhere <laughs> that had plenty of tourist opportunities. Ticked all the boxes, yeah, Exactly. Exactly. And we linked in with Mary V, which she made it so easy. You and the team, <laughs> Thank you. Paul and Sandra, they're absolutely fantastic. So they kind of took a lot of the groundwork out of our hands. Okay, brilliant. And we just had to book the flights and arrive, everything else. So yeah. more or less everything is done. The job placements are yes. sorted, accommodation is sorted. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's what you're doing, Mary yes, that's what we do. We find the companies for the students related to what they want to learn about. 
So tourism in this case, and then we book accommodation transfers, and then we do the follow-up and help during the time here. Okay, so anything. the course your students are doing is tourism and travel. Um, and I mean, so if this is the third time, do you know if any of the students have, I mean, say from 2019, have they now worked, have they gone into tourism jobs? Have any yes. of them come back to Tenerife? Yes, so we have to do an application in the college to, we normally take six places out we've seven this year and um out of the first six students that came out four are currently working in oh, that's the wonderful. tourism industry and actually in fact bumped into one of them recently but they're here the royal marine hotel in dunleary oh, working the royal marine in dunleary. <laughs> i was like wow and um so yes there's that's four wonderful. Out of our group in 2022, that was delayed because of obviously um, the unspoken COVID. the unspoken COVID. <laughs> um, so there was five students out on that. I think three of them are currently working in travel okay. and tourism, and then I've seven out with me at the moment. Brilliant. So it and does, they're loving it. it. They absolutely love it. It changes their whole idea. You know, they come into our college. We prepare them for either travel agency, tour operator, hospitality, anything to do with the tourist industry airline is where we do run a big airline course they come in thinking they all want to be cabin crew then they come out on erasmus they work in the hotels absolutely love it i mean one of the things i was saying to jane i mean i am of a certain age when i went to school you went to school you did your bachelorato or your leaving or your a levels then you went to college and then you got a job and you had a kind of very clear a colourless line of where to go and this notion of travel of Erasmus, of coming to dif- different countries like Kinsu is doing it has changed the way hopefully positively the way this generation of kids think about the world of work and their own possibilities, I mean I don't know who I'm throwing this question at, Mary V, <laughs> yeah. you're seeing kids from so absolutely. many different countries Absolutely, because as Jane says maybe they just want to be cabin crew but then they come here and said look I can work in a um, kayak experience um, company that is goes out to see turtles. And yes. I never thought I could be working in that kind of company if mm-hmm. I go to study tourism. I thought I, I could only be a cabin crew. So they come here anywhere and they see that there is so many opportunities to find a different kind of work from the one they have when okay. they started. And at the right age to, to still be able to explore that as an yes. option. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. absolutely. I agree. It's like such a wonderful opportunity for them. And I think they realise that when they come out, like they're away from home, a lot of them for the first time. Okay. Because uh, they're 18 to 20. 18 you said it's to the 20. Age, We've actually one is, he's going to be 21 on Wednesday. Oh, the 21st in Tenerife. But, uh, yeah, they are young. You know, it's first time some of them have been away from their families on their own, you know, so you always have to worry about, you know, if they're going to be homesick. But yeah. they, nev- they never seem to be so far anyway. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um, because yeah. you have a family setup, yes. really. It feels yes. like that, doesn't it? Yeah. And Kinchu, you finished your education. So, you, I mean, you're a, sl- a little bit older. I, I think you're not 17 or 18, you're 25. <laughs> but I mean, again, for you to have this opportunity through the programme at 25, you're starting off as a young professional. It it must open doors for you. Yes, of course. It's opening up my mind, my my seas. I, uh, yes, it's a very good opportunity. I'm, I'm really grateful for this chance okay. for me. And Mary B, I know you've got students as well. I've seen them on Instagram from Blackrock up sewing carnival costumes. And I yeah. love this. Every year we talk yeah. about this. Because I think, you know, coming the kids from Blackrock and suddenly they're in the middle of Tenerife's carnival. That must be amazing. In the middle of carnival, in the, in the middle of the stage. 
of the Galas Queen election and mm. they go like crazy when that's they see That's our sister yeah. college, Blackrock as oh, well. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 That's, uh, oh, yeah. They were asking me, where are the Sally Nuggins yes. students at? In the <laughs> South. Yeah. Oh, okay. And They'll be back for the 21st. They are so thrilled. <laughs> Today, they are uh, going to work in the makeup for the final of the singing groups, Murgas. Oh, that'll be something. So I'm I'm heading north after I finish with you because they are so excited to yeah. work on the makeup. You know, they, they learn about makeup, but then they never think that they could end up mm, working on the makeup of 90 people at the same time. And Murgas makeup <laughs> isn't just a little bit of eyeliner. No, no. Okay. <laughs> the question I've asked you every time, um, and, and I know you work on this, does it work in reverse? Are Canarian students... Do they get the same opportunity now to travel to Ireland, to Hungary, to France? Yeah, we are slowly back to do that so again. So it's because, building. Yeah, because we, we did have students in 2019 from Adeje. From, uh, in Ireland. Yeah, in Ireland. Tipperary, I think. Yes. And also from the University of La Laguna, we, Brilliant. we were sending a group which was longer because obviously university students, they were for two months. So yes, we are back to, to send the students abroad. And this is a project it has to like keep up and get uh, to work again because okay. it was but stopped it, for Everything us. is the yeah. motors are beginning all yeah. over again after. So we're happy for that. Okay. And do you think, I mean, would, would students be going to Hungary? When you set up your business now, you can take two students from Tenerife. Yeah, this is my, my idea now too when you are talking about this that yes, you can send me students. <laughs> See, good, all work. They can do their work experience. This is how it works, yeah. the network. So mm-hmm. I, I, one of the managers here in the South now has gone to Bulgaria in a hotel, a hotel manager. Brilliant. So he contacted me now and said, look, why don't you send the students to Bulgaria mm. now that I'm here and I know how you work? And I said, yeah. So I'll be contacting the tourism uh, vocational schools here to send them. So this networking, is... Yeah, networking. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, yeah. it, I know a lot of people who are listening might be people with British children and I think it's sad that the Erasmus programme isn't currently... currently available to them because it just from what you're all saying it is just such a huge benefit it is to students of all ages isn't it absolutely every student should should have this opportunity everyone it should Mm -hmm. it should be compulsory (laughs) it's an experience for a lifetime okay yes absolutely mary b if there are schools uh employers hotels listening and they are interested in getting in touch with you to find out you know more about the students you're bringing in what's the best thing they can do um we have the the web page tenerivejobtraining.com there we have uh they can see how we work with the students or with education professionals so we have this ways they they can have our contact there info at tenerivejobtraining.com and we are happy to keep having companies around here willing to host the students okay. so we can tell them quickly how we do. I mean, it's easy going. We, we, we take care of the issues, you know. <laughs> and so, so can I, if I need an assistant journalist, I just come to you. Yes. Bring me over, bring yes. me a young journalist and I will train them. <laughs> I'm looking now for a lot, for a, t- a student from journalism in a uh, University of La Laguna who wants to go abroad. There you go. Well, yeah. I can give you the context of what I studied. And there you see, we'll st- another link to the network go. has just been established. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All right. Thank you to Kinsu, to Mary V and to Jane. And thank you for listening. Thank, thank you. you very thank you very much. much. Thank you, Cleo. 
Make use of every space of your apartment block. Use your roof for a solar panel that pays for itself while benefiting from locally produced green energy. Join the Heberde Energy Community with your apartment block. Text 658-602831 and we'll call you back. Green energy made easy. Adeje Verde, a sustainability project supported by Adeje Town Hall. So I'm joined by Caroline, Caroline Sikink, who is a Dutch photographer. She was here in December as part of Think Pink Europe. Um, so she's a member of Think Pink Europe, but she's a professional photographer. I'm going to talk to her about different aspects of her work in a minute. But the reason we're chatting now is that this week, you you have an exhibition starting in the Department of Health and Adeche, and it's called Bold. So, yes. Caroline, mm-hmm. tell us what who is Bold, what is Bold? So, um, uh, I started because my uh, sister has a, um, a, a wig shop. My father was a hairdresser, and he, uh, um, um, in the 70s, he turned his business into a wig shop and my sister uh, took over the shop. So uh, I grew up um, seeing a lot of bald people, and which was totally normal to me. Okay. And friends used to laugh when, uh, when I would say, well, my father has a wig shop. <laughs> but uh, for me, this, that was totally normal. This was the well, my sister. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my sister took over the shop, and of, of course I'm a, I'm a pro- professional photographer. And but she, she, she came to my home one day, and she said, "Well, there was another lady sitting in the chair, and she was so so devastated because uh, her hair was falling out because of the chemo." Um, and so this was the time to shave her head, um, and then, uh, uh, have to, uh, that she could wear the wig. Yeah. And, uh, as my sister, uh, was, uh, looking at her, she was thinking, oh my gosh, she's such a beautiful, beautiful lady. Her eyes are smashing and the cheekbones and her lips that would make Angelina Jolie uh, <laughs> jealous. You know? So she was just in her head, wow, she's so beautiful. But all uh, this lady could say to herself was, oh, my gosh, I'm so, so ugly. Because she was losing her hair. Exactly, exactly. And now uh, they shaved the rest of her hair um, to make it look fresh, you know, and then uh, adjust the wig. And all she could say, well, I'm, I'm just so ugly. And my sister said to me, well, you should have seen her because she was an exceptional beauty. And uh, I wish that for one brief moment she could see herself through my eyes. Okay. Uh, and then she said, well, Caroline, can't you do something about this, you know? And then I thought, oh, my gosh, of course. This is totally a topic for me because being bald is totally normal for me. And I'm a people photographer and uh, I love people so um and i work for a lot of magazines 
of course this is something for me and uh and then I thought well this is has already been done of course so I google and all I could see was those sad faces and um and not even taking um the amount of time to put on a proper light or something because that's just that's part of your skills as a photographer to use beautiful lights but like it didn't matter anymore to use any beautiful light you know and I thought, what, oh my what, gosh. were the other photographs saying the beauty was gone because you were bold so there was no ex- ex- trying exactly. to enhance it exactly and also really sad just all sad okay and then i thought well i would like to portray uh, a different picture because of course it's um uh, a very difficult time to go through but it's not like they're sad all the time you know mm-hmm. they laugh like crazy also and if the, the the humor is tremendous uh the Resilience is tremendous. Uh, so there's so much more to it than just being ill, you know? And, and I, I think, thought, oh, yeah. I think I've read as well that you've said when the hair is gone, the rest of the face shows a different kind of beauty. Am I right? That, that, yes, exactly. Your other beauty shine through. Yeah. And that's what exactly my uh, sister pointed out. Uh, so, um, and, uh, well, if you don't have your hair to hide behind anymore, other features take over, you know? So all of a sudden you see the color of their eyes much more than before or, um, well, all the other features. you mentioned or jawlines. I, I can, I mean, I, once you say it, it just becomes so obvious. That yeah. we, do, we do spend so much money on our hair and we think our hair, it's called in English, your crowning glory. And yeah, exactly. Hang on, exactly. there's so much more to people than their hair. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, a, a few years ago, I photographed uh, some of the women, um, like one or two years later, so when the hair uh, had returned, and it was featured in a, in a, a big newspaper article. And the comments I got the most was, oh, my gosh, I like the pictures when they're uh, uh, bold better, you know, because they're, they're so much more striking. And when you, when you have your hair, you can also have, a, like, a bad hair day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. Was, was it hard to persuade these women to let you take um, photographs of them bold at the well, beginning even yeah and in the beginning of course i had a beautiful entrance because the women came to the shop of my sister of course and um I, of course i also know all the people who were working there so i uh, um uh, presented my uh, idea to them and they were very uh, thrilled to take part of it, you know. So uh, when they thought, well, this is a, a, a lady who has um, a lot of 
Oh, you know, let's ask her if she would like to join. So um, it wasn't really difficult because um, uh, they could already scan, like, uh, who would potentially be open to the idea. Oh, okay, and so you had filters. <laughs> well, uh, of course, you have to be a kind of bold, so that's why it's, kind of, uh, it's called bold and, and evolved, to be out there out in the open, especially when you are the first, you know? So for the first ones, we were looking for some outgoing people, of course, because they have to, had to open up to the rest of the, uh, uh, for, for the projects. And, um, uh, well, once I've, I photographed like two or three ladies, it was no problem at all. No problem at all. Because the ladies, they were just talking to each other, you know, in hospital. And they were getting their treatments in, in hospital and uh, lying next to each other uh, and talking to each other and saying, oh, uh, so how are you? And, oh, I I had an amazing photo shoot with this photographer. I think you would be great as well. And they, they would just literally call me from the hospital. Uh, yes, I just met this lady. In Another one. <laughs> yeah, and I think she would be great for the project as well, and uh, because it's uh, uh, it made me feel so happy in um, you made me feel beautiful in the times when um, uh, it's already a lot of things going on, you know. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a sad part of. A woman's life, of course, and oh. but but they all were so so um, um, happy when they left. So that's why I that's kept on going, you know, because they felt worthy and worthy of being seen, and uh, I treated them like they. Uh, were a kind of um, swan, you know? Wow, I love it. <laughs> I mean, you, I read a bit about you and, and your, you did another incredible project, Girls with Pearls, from yes. the Vermeer, I mean, this is the famous Vermeer painting and you took it and using digital photography as well, you portrayed people of every age and gender and sexuality. So you obviously are uh, a photographer with Political. I mean, I'm thinking things to say. You have things that you want to say through your photographs all the time. I think is that fair? Yes, this this you're totally right. Yeah, it's not for me just about uh, taking uh, a wonderful picture. I am also very much in sharing a story. And that that was my next question. I mean, for you, photography then isn't just about the visuals. It's about witnessing. It's about reporting, isn't it? It's about yeah. reflecting back as well some of what's really going on. I was even thinking about the earthquake that happened this week, and the scale of it is so incredibly hard to imagine. So I think people look at photographs of a small child being carried from the rubble or one mother perhaps dead on a stretcher because that one image is what they need to tell the story. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Sometimes uh, one picture says more than a thousand words. 
And so back to Bold then, you have told so many stories of women in Holland with with your project of bold women. Do you make them bold, bold in the sense of do you help them find their own courage and their own audacity through your project? Yes, yes. Uh, but it goes both ways, you know. Sometimes... Uh, uh, women walk in really shy and they return really bold. And, and that, sometimes that is Caroline Sigink. Uh, her exhibition is open in the Department of Health until February 24th and then the Lustory Sports Centre from the 1st to the 15th of March. That's all I have time for. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to Gonzalo, Gonzalo Lopez in the control room. My name is Cleo Flynn. Until next week, have a very, very good afternoon. Well, for the late- <laughs>